I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Artie Friends Podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Today, we are going to be talking about romanticizing and celebrating your life. And I don't know about you, Kara, but I'm, I don't think I've ever been so excited to record. Wow. I, I know. Same. We really? Yeah. I think it's just we haven't talked in so long because you have the whole batch recording. And this is such a fun topic because like you and me both love romanticizing our lives. So I feel like there's not a better topic and like a better timing. The sun's shining. It's so warm outside. Like we're finally hitting spring, getting out of like the depressing winter. So I feel like everything's aligning right now. Couldn't agree more. Like spirits are lifting and you yes. have something very exciting coming coming up. And mm-hmm. I just got back from Mexico City. So I'm feeling so refreshed, enlightened. And we just thought this would be an awesome topic for today. But first, yes. I feel like, yeah, I we could say so much. So wh- where to even begin? But fill me in on what you've been up to. Yes. So I'm trying to think about like the whole month. Um, how do I even recap what I've been up to? But I think a few things. It was Mardi Gras weekend in St. Louis. So people from St. Louis know this, but like the city of St. Louis really celebrates Mardi Gras. Don't ask me why. I could not tell you. So 
Connor's friend, Kevin, and his girlfriend, Michelle, came into town last weekend. They stayed with us and we did like the whole Mardi Gras celebration weekend. Got like dressed up in like green and gold and hung out with all of Connor's college friends. Like it was so much fun. Loved meeting Kevin's girlfriend. She's awesome. And yeah, we like literally stayed up to like 3 a.m. on Saturday. Just like we got back to my house at like five. Like we were done with Mardi Gras literally at like five o'clock. We like played games all night and we're just like chatting. And it was just like so nice. Like, you know, when you're just like hanging out with people and it's like good vibes, good vibes all around. So that was really fun. I have a lot of work going on. So I have a really exciting shoot that I'm about to produce next week. And that is for Visit the USA and Disney World. So I get to produce a commercial for Disney World. I'm so excited. That's what I've been working on like the past two weeks. Just been craziness. But also the shoot starts on March 8th and March 7th is my birthday. And Disney like offered to give us park tickets for free so we could like run around my birthday. Like me and my um, associate producer, Hania. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go run around Disney. McKenna is going to be in Orlando visiting her friend, Emma, like one of her really good friends from college. So McKenna is going to be there. Emma, me, Hania. We're just going to have like a little B-day at Disney World. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that that worked out for you because I remember when we kind of talked about it a a few weeks ago, like what could be more perfect for you on your birthday? I cannot believe that it worked out that like the shoot started the day after my birthday, like and not on my birthday because it would still be so fun to work a Disney World shoot like on your birthday, of course. But like it being the day before, it's just like, wow, that worked out too well. So yeah, I'm glad it worked out too. Oh my gosh. I'm very excited to see Disney content from you. Have you ever been? I know. I went to Disneyland in California in 2019. 2018. Um, Wait, Christmas, same. Like, around, yeah, around oh my God. Christmas time of 2018. Yeah, with my family. When were you in December? I think I would have gone right before the pandemic. So that would have been 2019, December 2019. Okay, okay. Yes, okay. So that was before I even moved to New York. Like I was still living in Omaha, Nebraska. So that was 2018. Like it was like January 1st, 2019, around that time too. So I did that. And then it was actually really funny. In high school, I went to Disney World my birthday, like my senior year of high school. So that was like 2014. So aging myself right now. But yeah, this will be my second time having a birthday at Disney World, which is kind of funny, kind of weird. But yeah, it worked out. That's kind of cool because then you can see the difference of just how you are now compared to like your life back then and how much you've grown. And I really don't remember anything. Like I feel like you kind of black out when you're (laughs) at Disney World because it's just like so overwhelming. So many like things going on. Um, So I'm very excited to actually see it. And like, because I remember, have you been to Disney World? Okay, so you went to Disneyland. Yeah, when I was a kid growing up in my parents' house, our backdoor neighbors, they moved down to Orlando like right when I was ending elementary school. So for like five summers in a row, my parents like took us down there so we could like see them and then go to, so I have, I am very familiar <laughs> with yes. the Florida one and yes. Universal. Yeah. All those. Yeah, we got to go because I grew up in Georgia. So when we were younger, we also kind of like bopped down there a lot. So I went as a kid, but the only things I literally remember are the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, the It's a Small World ride. And obviously like the castle, but I'm like very excited to like fill in like what I don't really remember. And I guess the Tower of Terror ride, if you ever did that one where you like drop on the elevator. I remember that, but there's like a lot of missing pieces. So I'm excited to like piece it all together and be there again. I love that Tower of Terror one, but I always get confused between what things were at Universal and which were at Disney. Like my brain can't keep it straight. I'm just like, I don't know. It was a big theme park. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. I always liked Soren. I honestly couldn't tell you. Is Soren Disney? Oh, yeah. That's Disney. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, that's a great ride. That's a classic. <laughs> and this is actually going to be so helpful for the shoot too because imagine just like showing up to the shoot and it's like your first day at Disney and you're supposed to be like working and you're like trying to like look at everything. So I feel like it'll actually be really good to just get situated, like see everything. And then day three will be for me the first day that we're shooting. So like I'll be acclimated. I won't be staring at everything and overwhelmed. Yeah, that is perfect. You can get your personal fun excitement out of the way and then be like, okay, I'm good. I can shoot now. Yes. Exactly. So that's what I've been up to. What about you? Well, first of all, I have to tell everyone to say, okay, your actual birthday is March 7th. So by the time this comes mm-hmm. out, it will be, we're doing it in advance because I wanted everyone to flood Kara with happy birthday messages. That way <laughs> this episode didn't come out after your birthday. So when it's March 7th, everyone go wish Kara happy birthday and go see her oh Disney content. Yes. Follow yes. for the content. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you. That's funny that you said that about aging yourself in high school because last night, uh, my dad and my sister and I, we went to my high school's girls district basketball game. And mm-hmm. so my dad is like still very involved in the basketball feeder program at my high school. And my sister played up to senior year. I think I stopped at like sophomore, junior year. I don't know. I wasn't very good. So I could focus on running. But the point being, it was definitely a blast from the past. And I was seeing like my old cross-country coach and my old track coach and just some people. And I was like, holy shit, it has been nine years since I was in high school. Nine. I do like, how is that so long ago? It doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but it also does, you know? Like, it's like, okay, yeah. yeah, It definitely has been like eight years, nine years, which is bizarre because I still feel really young. Yeah, me too. Yeah. speaking of high school, okay, I have to tell everyone that I finished Euphoria and I'm obsessed with it, but I'm (laughs) re-watching it. Like, I feel like it came across in the last episode where I was like unsure because the first few episodes are, they're pretty dark and you have to kind of get into that's just kind of what the storyline is and how it's filmed. Mm-hmm. But now I am Euphoria's biggest fan. Like I have seen all wow. of the TikToks. Like I'm on like Euphoria theory now. And I know everything, well, not everything, but I keep looking up all of the actors like in their real life and hearing these behind the scenes things about some of the actors and the directors, like getting in confrontation and their screen time going down in season two, like all this drama. But I have to say, I am invested in Euphoria now. But I was looking at their age and Maddie, you know, Maddie from yeah. Euphoria, she's 30. Yeah. It's like, why, like, why are we casting actress, actors and actresses for these high school shows when they are literally like 12 years out of high school? They could have easily made you for a college show and it would have been just fine. Yeah, why didn't they just make it a college show? Especially like, know. like with the outfits. I feel like that'd be more realistic. Yeah, like you right? know, theme parties. And I mean, some people still live at home like their first few years of college. So I feel like mm-hmm. that could have been fine. That's so interesting. I'm I'm glad you got into it. And I feel like I need this push because I do want to watch it. And it is, it's like literally every show. It's like, you just got to get through the first like season. You got to get the first three episodes. Like now that you say that, I'm like, okay, that's literally every show that I like did want to watch it first. And then I like ended up loving because I, I still watch the videos that are like what you're saying, like behind the scenes stuff. And I just like don't know what's going on. But I'm like, I I don't want to be left out of this. Like, I want to know why the Maddie's age drama. I was all invested in on TikTok because some girl like went to high school with her and posted a picture of their yearbook. Do you see that video? No, I haven't seen it yet. Because they couldn't figure out how old she was. Did you hear all that? 
Yeah, she. I love how she's like also very mysterious in real life. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, I have so much to say on this. Like, could literally make a whole episode of Euphoria breakdown. <laughs> but yeah. um, maybe we need to <laughs> once everyone's mm-hmm. had time to like get all caught up. What yeah. were you gonna say? Let's though? do that. I'll get caught up. We should do like a, a mini bonus episode. Maybe throw it on the Patreon. Break down Euphoria. Give our live go. thoughts. I love that. I think that's the move. Oh, okay. Wait, I have one last thing on the euphoria comment. When I was watching TikToks of it last night, I don't want to ruin this scene. So I'll try to not spoil it. But there's a scene with Fez and uh, Fez, Faye, and Cal later on in it. And you know how people on TikTok are like making little skits or like drawing it or like making them like action figures and then with the voiceover. Uh-huh. Okay, last night it was like midnight Clay's <laughs> sleeping and I have not belly laughed that hard in like months. Like I was like heaving over. I was like, I'm going to wake this man up and he's going to come out and be like, what is wrong with you? Like I couldn't, my, I took a picture on my phone. I had tears streaming down my face because I could not stop laughing. And I was like, no one in my life watches Euphoria. I have no one to send this to. Like who, I need someone to laugh with me. <laughs> like this is so depressing. This is hilarious. Yeah. But it's just, just me, myself and I. It's just for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, any specific peaks of the week? Okay, my peak of the week, um, every Tuesday for like the last month, we've been getting dinner with Connor's mom and that's been really fun. And she's been like cooking for us and we go over and she makes like the best food. And we had dinner with her last night. So there's something so nice about getting a home cooked meal when you're like living on your own. So yeah, we've been doing that and that's just been like so much fun. So that's probably my peak of the week. I love that. Mine was from my trip. And this would have been a Friday night during golden hour as like everyone was getting off work. And I think we can all collectively agree that there's just something different in the air, like Friday at 5 p.m. Like even if you're not someone who has a nine to five and Friday afternoon is like when you get off, it's like the collective mostly has that schedule and like people are just happier. If it's a sunny day, like people are out on the patio, things just feel more light. And so I had rented a bike and I was bicycling around this really cute, neighborhood. I have to post the TikTok of it. I don't know how I wasn't crashing. Like I'm just really good on a bicycle. It's like one of my favorite things ever. And if you guys are like OG OGs, you know how me talking about biking around Amsterdam is like my favorite thing ever. And this particular moment in Mexico City was giving major Amsterdam vibes because all the roads were brick. And oh my gosh, I was just bopping around on cloud nine, having a blast. Everyone was all out on the patio. Kids were like playing with bubbles and it was so busy and it was just beautiful, which perfectly ties into this episode too of why we wanted to do this. But first we can read our listeners' peaks and then dive right in. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh, this one's so beautiful. This is so on brand for today. Victoria said she's realizing the love she has around her. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. I kind of feel the same way lately. Like, Yeah, I feel like there's something magic in the air lately. Lots of love, lots of productivity, doing all the things. Okay, Casey said, I went to a concert all by myself. That's amazing. Hope it was an artist you love and you had the best time. Cal said, a day above zero degrees. I think we can all relate just when it's those first few nice days in the spring after you've made it through the gruesome winter, that 40, 50, 60 degree day feels like just the middle of summer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to wear a t-shirt and shorts. It could be free. Yeah. <laughs> like, but we're doing like, it. Like I will do everything to soak up the sun and enjoy this. It's literally such a mood changer. I love it. 
And Amara said, finally getting a vacation down in South Florida. Enjoy your vacation. That sounds amazing. We love it. Also, how you were just saying, there's something different in the air. I also feel that way. And I think that's why this ties good into today's episode is the climate which has just been very serious the past few years. Like with the pandemic, you know, people have been living kind of like in fear and so much going on has just kind of made us all very serious. Mm-hmm. And I feel like things are kind of starting to lift a little bit. And I found myself also being way more serious the last two years than I had ever been. And I think a big part of that was just transitioning into young adult life, like not being in college anymore when I was just like fun and crazy and opening a business like also required me to be more serious and going to Mexico and just seeing the liveliness reminded me that I don't have like there's a time and place to be serious, of course, but I don't have to make everything so serious all the time. It's okay to be fun and lighthearted and not think about work sometimes and not do things just because it's productive or to check a box, but just just to have fun and be more playful. And I've been really trying to tap into that side of myself the last week and it feels so good. I have not laughed so much in so long. Oh, that's amazing. Thanks. (laughs) Wait, I love that for you. Thank you. I think another part of this was stemmed from a podcast I was listening to on the flight down there. It was the Expanded Podcast, and it was an episode with Mel Robbins. And she talks about her high five theory. Have you heard of her high five theory? I love Mel Robbins. So she's amazing. I'm excited for you to explain this because I've heard of it. I would love to read her book. And she's like another theory that she just came out with that I think is amazing as well. But I love that you threw this in here. So please go for it. Sweet. I kind of felt the same way. I was like, I'm inspired by her and I know she's done a lot of great things, but I'm not sure exactly what's going on with everything. So it was cool to just hear her perspective of how everything happened. And she was talking about, because her big thing that got her famous was her 54321. And she said that happened because she was like depressed and they were having a bunch of money issues. And she found out she was like $800,000 in debt. And so she started drinking a lot and was like, how am I going to get the kids ready for school. And so she would be laying there and she would just be like, five, four, three, two, one. I'm going to start doing it. Well, I guess originally started. Yeah. I guess it originally started because she saw a rocket ship, like while she was laying in bed, she saw a rocket go up and she was like, I just need to be like that rocket, like five, four, three, two, one. Don't even think about it. Just get up and do it. And so then as she was in that darkest time of her life, she just kept being like, okay, five, four, three, two, one, I can do it. And then she started telling people and then it kind of went viral around the world and it's helped people with like their anxiety and their depression and all of this stuff because people are realizing like they can do it and they have it in them. They just need that push or whatever. And so she also started talking about her high five theory, which she went into the whole science of it. And this will relate to today's episode. I promise I'm getting there. But basically <laughs> it's all to do with like high... Her her five four three two one thing. She was like, "That's great. It's getting people motivated." But internally, people are still like unwell. Like, how do we get people to be like safe in their own body and confident and happy? And so it kind of started with this high fiving yourself in the mirror thing. And apparently, there's some science that when you raise your hand, I don't know what's released in the brain, but it does a lot. And so if you think about whenever we cheer and we celebrate, like we raise our arms, like mm-hmm. you're like yelling and you're happy or you're hugging someone like you're always going up with your arms Mm -hmm. and so it's the same thing when you're high-fiving yourself in the mirror and I don't know she has a whole book about it but it just started getting some wheels turning in my head of 
how we can just be kinder to ourselves. And, you know, we, she was saying, we high five everyone around us all the time. We're always cheering on other people, but we're often not cheering for ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's sad. No, I love that. And I heard her on a podcast as well. And I love that she was like, think about some of the most memorable times when you're happy as a kid. Like it was people high-fiving you. Like you just scored in a soccer game and like everyone's high-fiving you or like you did really well in class and like everyone goes to high-five. And she's like, there's literally like an energy transfer there. And doesn't she kind of lean into like, you can like high-five yourself. Like if there's parts of your body you don't love like start by high-fiving yourself in the mirror then like high-fiving those spots like which is so crazy and no I love that you tied this in because it's so true it's like I don't know it romanticizing your life is like tapping into that same high vibe energy and like creating the magic in your daily life because we like we all have the power to do that Yeah. And it really does start within because before you can authentically be so happy about what's going on around you, it kind of starts with you waking up like in the right mindset that day and you feeling good and you being like, yeah, life is beautiful. I'm awesome. Like I'm great. And I'm going to make this day great. It kind of starts there along with the quotes of like, you know, win the morning, win the day. And if you can do that, those little things, then the magic can be noticed like, oh my gosh, I love the way the sun is streaming into my apartment right now. But if you're so clouded and like misery and all of that, you're probably not even going to, you're going to have blinders on. You're not going to see all that other stuff. Yes. And I love that we're doing this topic literally based on what you're just saying right there, because with social media, I feel like there has never been more of a time period where you're just like comparing other people's lives to your own and like what you don't have. And like, look at all these cool people that live in New York or LA and like, look how amazing their life is. When like we have such beautiful lives in front of us, whether that's in St. Louis or a small town in Louisiana, like I feel like there's just so much beauty to be seen and just so much beauty and just waking up and like living your life. And I feel like you and me, again, like we said, we love to do the romanticizing. We love to tap into this, whether that's for social media or just like in our own personal lives, journaling about these types of things. So I just love that we're doing this topic because yeah, it can be so sad and depressing when you just are comparing yourself to someone's life. But it's like, no, you have all of this beauty in the same position that you're in. You just have Mm -hmm. to like notice it and appreciate it. Absolutely. I guess I probably should have backed up a little bit and given a definition of what romanticizing is. Like, I feel like we all Mm -hmm. kind of have an idea, but it's like, what does it mean to romanticize your life? And Mm -hmm. it's basically just finding the beauty and the magic and the everyday things. Like so much of our life is working, sleeping, cooking, running errands, doing the laundry, all of that, that you find the fun or the beauty or the charm in those more mundane everyday things that make up so much of our lives to where I kind of feel like celebrating is maybe more of those one-off moments, like celebrating a birthday, celebrating an anniversary, Mm -hmm. and then romanticizing is like you getting up on your regular Monday going to work. Like how can we Mm -hmm. make the regular more romantic? Yeah. And I think this all ties back into a quote I read a few years ago. This was right before I was opening New Wave and I put it up on my office wall. And it was create a life that you don't need to escape from. And a lot of our culture has kind of taught us like, do the nine to five, work hard, work hard. And then you get this one little vacation and that's escaping from your life. Basically, if you're like, okay, my regular life is not fun. So the only time I'm happy is like when I can get out of that horribleness instead of being like, how can I make my life so awesome that I don't need to escape from it? Whether that's fleeing and traveling or dissociating through some substances or jam packing your schedule, like however you escape, like it's different for everyone all the time and situational, but 
I do find myself, the more I romanticize and the more I love my life, the more I feel like I don't need to escape from it. Yeah. Or even just waiting for the weekend and just being like, oh, is it Friday already? Like, ugh, hate Mondays. It's like, yeah. How do you create a life where it's just like, heck yeah, it's Monday. Like, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do the dang thing. It is. It's so much of a perspective shift. Jordan and I, oh my gosh, I got to see her on Saturday. We literally hung out for like six hours of her and I just like (laughs) excitedly talking all this stuff. But we were talking about how perspectives are crazy because in the most simple way, it's just kind of like turning a light switch. Like it's just a little perspective switch. But sometimes it's just so hard to turn that switch and change your mindset. But at a foundational level, it's like taking, okay, it's Monday morning. This is a great opportunity to get organized, uh, to start my week off on the right note, to get my cup of coffee or whatever your favorite morning beverage is. It's a way I can feel productive or it's like, oh my God, like you said, I hate Mondays. They're the worst. I'm exhausted. Why do I have to be here? Because it's the same activity. It's just how your mindset changes the outcome and how you feel about it. Mm -hmm. And with all this, I know personally for me, like I love romanticizing my life. Um, One, I do it kind of like through photography and journaling. I feel like that's like the biggest outlets for me, which we will totally get into like how we express romanticizing and celebrating our lives. But just thinking about that, like if I didn't do that, I feel like I would just be so depressed because like, I don't know, there's just so much negativity. And like Allison said, like so much seriousness in the world that I can't imagine not romanticizing my life because it just makes me happy. And people are like, oh my gosh, how do you live in Missouri? Like, how do you live in St. Louis? That's so boring. And it's like, no, it's not. Like, that's your perspective. But my perspective, like, I have a great life. Like, I love my life. So, and I feel like I gained that perspective through romanticizing my life. So, all that to say, I think we want to jump into our favorite methods of romanticizing, why we think it's important, and just, yeah, other ways we like to celebrate our lives. That's perfectly said. Okay, my first thing is to take a regular meal they're going to eat and take it outside. Oh, I mm-hmm. love picnics. My college capstone project was an entire picnic company. I am like the picnic girl and I have every stat of anything related to picnics up in my noggin, if anyone is ever curious. But... <laughs> I like did all of these surveys of what defines a picnic? What's your favorite kind of picnic? But basically just any time instead of, you know, maybe sitting in a cold restaurant or just eating at your table in a way that's not inspiring you, pack it up, put it in a basket. It doesn't have to be this big thing. I think people don't do picnics because they think it has to be this like set up thing with like a huge charcuterie board and balloons and it has to be amazing. But going to Amsterdam and seeing how everyone just picnics in the park, like between lunch mm-hmm. or between their work day or between class. And it can literally be you with a smoothie sitting out of the park with a book. Like that's a picnic, you know? And we all have to eat every day. So if you can make those meals, whether that is a picnic or maybe you light a candle at your dinner table or maybe you put a tablecloth on or get out the nice ceramics or the nice silver or yeah, silverware, chinaware, whatever, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Making it elevated because it's something you're going to do anyway. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, That made me think about working in New York City. We would picnic in the park. We'd go get lunch and then sit in Madison Square Park because the office like just didn't have space. Like you could eat in the office. It was like awkward and little. So it was like almost forced that we would eat in the park. But it was so nice. Like I could totally see myself doing that now in St. Louis. So I love the idea. And also, yes, I have been so into lighting the candles. Like I have a little candlestick holder and just for like one candle that I put on my dinner table and light that. Then I have like a ton of candles underneath my chimney that I light and then like two big tall candle holders 
years. I've just been lighting those at dinner to be obviously to set the mood, like to be, you know, romanticizing my life. Also eating your meals intentionally, like literally has so many physical benefits. Like it helps your gut health so much. Like if you're just like taking slower bites and being intentional, not only are you being a little romantic queen, but it's like literally helping your body digest its food. So if you have like gut issues, start there with being intentional about your meals and like, yeah, taking it outside, slowing down, no phones at the dinner table. Like there's so many benefits to that. No phones at the dinner table. That is a good one. Another way we love to romanticize our lives is getting fresh flowers. And I think we've mentioned this recently in one of our episodes about buying eucalyptus for your shower. That's another great way. Trader Joe hoes. That's what we are. (laughs) We love their flowers and the eucalyptus. The eucalyptus is like $4. And who has ever been sad with fresh flowers? Like I still have my flowers in our dining table from Valentine's Day. Like they've somehow still survived. And oh, some of them are baby's breath. Maybe that's why. Allison's favorite flower. Those last forever. They're amazing. Um, But yeah, I feel like you can't have a not romantic life when you have fresh flowers in your house. Agreed. And as you were saying, like you love to take photos and videos and that helps you romanticize the moment. Couldn't agree more because I'm like, well, if I made this a little cuter, then it would make a really great photo to share or video or whatever. But having fresh flowers, not only is it like nice on your table, but if you like have to shoot some content, you can like hold the bouquet. You have it for that. You can like pull a stem out, like shoot a flat lay. You can split up the big bouquet into multiple little vases. You can dry them out. You can hang them upside down. You can tape them to your wall. Oh my gosh. Random side note. Remember when I did that flower installation at New Wave last year Mm -hmm. on the wall? I taped all the flowers on the wall. Um, There's this trending reel of all of these flowers, like basically same thing, but hanging from the ceiling. And Mm -hmm. I've had like 10 people send it to me and it's called like the bloom room. And I was going to do the flower wall again. And I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I should do a bloom room. But tying it in, just taping your flowers. I use, um, what do you call it? Masking tape. But it's perfect. Like in your office to just take the stems of the flowers, separate them all out, cut them off, tape a few to their wall or in the bathroom. It's so cute and they dry up there so well. Yeah. And a few tips for making your bouquets bougier that I've seen on TikTok. Um, well, one, they're so cheap on at TJ's, Trader Joe's, like $10. Get your $10 bouquet, put it in a big vase and take scotch tape and make a grid with scotch tape and then just put the flowers in each little square grid. We can link a video in the show notes but that'll make your little bouquet way more full, look way more bougie for a quarter of the price. And then another way is that you can take like newspaper and just like rewrap the outside of the bouquet with like a newspaper and like you can hold it with newspaper. Even if you want, you could like tie it with a little bit of twine. That's like such a cute little prop now. Just a little affordable bouquet now looks like a bougie florist bouquet. So some fun tips for you guys. Yes, I love that. Um, Natalie Zacek, her picture of the newspaper with it. Have you seen it? Is it cute? Oh my God, it's so cute. I definitely screenshotted it and put it on my Pinterest board. Giving her creds, of course, but like I want to, I am normally not like, I want to recreate this photo, but this is one, it's in an album, so you have to swipe through, but it's from the back and I swear she must've got like 10 bouquets. It's oh, so wow. cute. It looks so good. I love her. She's a queen. Yes. Anyway, they're actually really good examples of girls that romanticize their life. Yeah. That friend group. Yeah, like Natalie Zacek, Anna Stowell, Greta Wilson, Queens. Yep, that's exactly Florida Queens. what I think of them. <laughs> yeah, they're out chasing sunsets, getting their cute coffee, going for drives, the music, their cute apartments. I love them. Happy little queens. <laughs> they're great. 
that's that's what we aspire to do with all these tips. My next tip is to dance. And that's a lot coming from me because I do not dance. There is not a rhythmic bone in my body. I am so uncoordinated. It's so embarrassing. So if I can dance at my office desk, so can anyone. But this girl I follow made a post the other day about how important it is to dance and how it's good for like your hips, you know, and all the, all the things inside that are getting released. And so I was like, you know what? I've been working at my desk for a few hours. I'm going to put on like a fun song and like move my body in a way where I'm like, I, no one's watching me. This doesn't matter. I'm just going to do what feels good. And oh my gosh, in yoga, they call it like, get the rice krispies out, the snap, snap, crackle, pop out. And you know what I mean? When, it, when you're like moving in all of the cracks are getting out. Oh, it feels so good. And yeah, it literally one song went and I was like, wait, I want to do another song. That was fun. I feel good. That's so crazy that you said that. There is this girl who I met in Marfa, Texas, who literally just wrote a book on Amazon about that exact same thing. How like dancing literally brought her out of depression. And I'm going to link the book in the show notes. It just came out. She's amazing. I would love to have her on the podcast at some point. Um, But she literally calls it like wiggles. Like you have to get your wiggles out. You have to like let it out. And it's crazy that we like don't put more opportunities in the day or just in the week to like dance and like wiggle because it's so transformative. So I love that. I need to start doing that. Sam, I think we just are worried about how we look. And so much of dance is more supposed to be about how it feels like for you. Of Mm -hmm. course, there's like performative dancing, but you can just dance by yourself. I mean, when you stretch by yourself, you don't usually think like, oh, it looks so weird stretching. Mm -hmm. I feel like literally just dancing because I love to dance. I'm not a good dancer either. I'm terrible. Literally got cut from like a dance team in middle school. (laughs) So like I am being serious when I say that I'm bad. But like, I feel like that's why I like going to clubs because I'm like, I just want to freaking dance. And it's like the only normal place to like dance, especially like Hania's. We've gone to a couple like Latin clubs. We went to one in the DR and I freaking love like reggaeton, like classic Latin music. Like that is good dancing because, you know, sometimes dancing like regular, grinding. regular clubs. Yeah, it's like grinding. <laughs> it's like, no, like that is, that is fun music. Highly recommend going to like a Latin night <laughs> in your local area because they know how to dance. It's so fun. It is. It's just so lively and pure and awesome. Mm-hmm. And we need that. I can also attest that in college, you could, anytime I went out, out, you could always find me on the dance floor. <laughs> like, <laughs> not good. It's the best place always to be. there. Yes. Where else should you be? Like, sometimes I'm like, I wish I had to like pay to hold a drink because I don't want to hold anything. I just want to like throw my arms up and like do crazy stuff. Oh my gosh. This, I just got a flashback to high school. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, my current boyfriend and I dated in high school for a little bit. And we used to have these parties like at like a ball, not like a fancy ballroom, but this guy here, he was awesome. He would throw these oh parties and he would have a DJ. I'm sure you were about. at them. Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh. That's so funny. If you're from Omaha, you know exactly what we're talking about right now. <laughs> But this guy would throw these parties and have a cover fee. It was actually really brilliant and entrepreneurial of him at the time. But everyone from all of the high schools would go. And honestly, that's probably how everyone in Omaha knew each other Mm -hmm. were these parties. They were awesome. But at one party, the dance floor had kind of cleared out. It was toward the end. And it was just Clay and I. And Clay, for him to be dancing back then, now he's like me, he'll be silly. But I was like just grinding on him. And we were the only (laughs) people out there. And if anyone has a video of that, I would honestly love to see it. Because <laughs> I just can't even imagine like how bad it was. 
So if anyone has a picture on their Canon power shot that they want to send in, <laughs> let, let us know. Also aging us, but yeah, we, there wasn't really cameras on cell phones back then. You had to bring like a little camera. Yeah, that was like <laughs> 2010 times, literally. Oh but yeah, my gosh. we love dancing. I, I aspire to be the people in parks that can like just like dance in public and stuff. So we'll we'd love there. to incorporate that more. Okay, the next way I love to romanticize my life that I've, yeah, more recently gotten into is just taking pictures with film. I don't know what it is about film, but it's just so pretty. And I feel like it just gives you another lens of, I don't know, looking at something that could be really ugly or, you know, quote unquote ugly or just like not that cool and just putting it in such a romantic view. So I own two film cameras now. I have one with flash and then I have like a regular one for like day photography. Um, And then obviously we love a good disposable camera. That's where I like mostly got started was just taking disposable cameras everywhere. And I feel like it not only romanticizes your own life, but then you can share those photos with everyone that you're with. And I feel like it's just in real time documenting your story. And I feel like it's the best way to make yourself feel like the main character because it's like I physically have all these photos that I can share with my kids or like my future family that you know will ask me what my life was like in 2021 and I have can have all these film photos to show them so I just have found so much love and documents my life and I'll take one of my film cameras like with me everywhere now and just try to go through film because it's so beautiful and fun it is it just doesn't disrupt life in the way that a digital picture does because we all do it. You know, if you take a photo, you're going to look at it to see if it looked right or if you need to fix anything and then you might take another and then you might get sad because you look a certain way. With film, it's like not disruptive. You just take the picture and it turns out however it's going to turn out. Yeah, it's so true. It's like, okay, you got one or two takes. You're going to like it because that's all you got <laughs> instead of like nitpicking everything. Yeah. I love that. Something that I have incorporated into my apartment in New Wave over the last year and a half is getting those little prism. I don't even know what you would call them. Like a little prism mm-hmm. ball or I have a disco ball and these other sun catchers and I have them in my window and there's just constantly little rainbows and light beams on the floor and on the walls from these things. And when I'm just sitting at my desk and I look up and just see the whole wall flooded in cute little lights, it just makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How could you be in a bad mood with all that? And I think you can just get them on Amazon or people make sun catchers on Etsy. They're everywhere. Yeah. I love that tip. That's great. Another way I feel like that is very important to your mind says your life is to go for walks um, and do whatever you do when you're on those walks. You know, we love a good hot girl walk. We love going out and pretending you're the main character in your neighborhood, putting in your headphones or not. Another great way is just not bring anything and just like listen to the sounds, like listen to the birds. I feel like there's something so special about taking walks and just not worrying about how long you're going. I mean, try to go. I try to go at least like two or three miles. I try to get like all my 10,000 steps. So I go for walks, but you just always feel better. And it gives you the opportunity to just look at your surroundings. I always tell people like my, the biggest blessing ever when I moved to New York was that my coworker who lived in my neighborhood needed me to walk his dog while he 
he was on a trip. I think it was like a two week trip. And like every single day, morning and night, I'd walk his dog for like an hour. And I'm like, wow, I cannot imagine living in this neighborhood if I hadn't done that because I literally knew every single block, every corner. That dog was kind of high maintenance. I love Rocky. He's awesome. But like I couldn't have my headphones and I couldn't listen to stuff because like he would kind of pull and like maybe I'd, you know, be running into someone. So I had to be alert. And I'm like, wow. So then I had full attention, like could see every storefront, could hear every noise. And I don't know. I feel like that made my life so romantic because then when I was walking around, I knew where places were. So get out and go walk. Notice the houses in your neighborhood. Like notice the cool decorations on their house or like the old buildings around you. I feel like that's one of my favorite things to do. Same. Piggybacking off of that. Also love doing it while you're walking. But even when you're driving, so many people are always like, how do you find these cool spots? And it literally is just paying attention mm-hmm. and not looking at your phone or looking down and just being aware like, wait, that looks like something is going in there maybe. Or what's that cute spot? Or that door looks like there could be something in there or that window. And then having the courage to just stop and go wander inside. And I, I feel like sometimes people are afraid to just go into a business. Mm-hmm. Go in. Who cares? You don't have to buy anything. Even if it's a coffee shop, like, you're on or a clothing store, like anything. You're under no obligation to have to spend money there. You can walk mm-hmm. in, look around and leave. Yeah, I feel like part of romanticizing your life is being okay with wandering a little bit. Like when you're on vacation, what's amazing about vacation? Like everything's new to you. You can just kind of wander around and that's acceptable. Why don't we do that more at home? Like go somewhere new, wander around, maybe bring a friend with you. I could not agree more. And I feel like most people truly do like human interaction. Like if you do strike up a conversation with someone, that could literally make their day and that can make your day. So I agree with that. Walk into businesses, like go new places for sure. Exactly. This is along those same lines, but when I was in Mexico City, I went to this house that used to be the home of a famous architect. And now it's like a gallery. You can go in there or whatever. And there was this really cute couple on the tour. And I was like, I kind of want to be friends with them. Like they seem cool. And after the tour, they were waiting out outside. And I was like, by any chance are you guys Ubering back to Roma Norte? They just looked the part. And they were like, yeah, we are. And so then we shared the Uber, which was very long, almost an hour. And the guy is moving to Marfa, Texas. You're joking. No, So literally the next time we go there, probably going to run into him again because how could you not? It's Marfa. And so we had so much to share with each other about Marfa because he was like, yeah, I moved to this place. Like you probably haven't heard of it. It's really small. And I was like, try me. He's like, Marfa, (laughs) Texas. I was like, wait, yeah, I'm obsessed. I've been a couple of times. Like, tell me more. So, but just like make, you know, I could have just not said something to them, but it ended up being like a really fun experience. I could have just Ubered back by myself and it would have been really boring. Wow. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. There's people in your everyday life just like that. Okay. My last favorite way to romanticize my day is to make my favorite beverage just a whole experience. Sometimes like the best part of your day is honestly just sipping that really good beverage or going to get that matcha or whatever it is for you, evening glass of wine, but you can elevate it by, you know, getting nicer glassware or ceramics or taking the time to prepare it and make it cute, garnish it, do the whole thing because I don't know. I just love it. I could just sip coffee all day long. Yeah. I love that you have this as something because we have to drink liquids to survive. So why not make it an experience and make it fun? And 
get a cute glass. Like I know people put like their, I don't, I put my iced coffee in like a cute clear glass and like add the ice cubes and like dump the milk in and it makes like that little swirly effect. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> this is so fun. I love it. So yeah, I think that was one of my favorite parts of doing dry January was just like trying lots of fun beverages and like trying all these different things and like making that a whole experience. And like every single day I'd be like, okay, what am I going to try now? Like what's this recess? Like this orange sparkling water. Like there's so much fun you can have with that. So I love that you do that. Couldn't agree more. With that, I think we're going to highlight a few ways that we like to celebrate in our life and just celebrate our wins, celebrate living and doing life. So I think with that, I think one of the biggest ways is just to overly celebrate your wins. So when you accomplish something, don't just let it be just another day. Maybe ask your friends if they want to go out to dinner to celebrate. Or if you see someone else with an accomplishment, like really over celebrate them because it's only going to come back around to you in the future if there's an accomplishment for you. Um, people love when other people call out their wins or even like a text, um, especially with work or friendship anniversaries, all that stuff. So I know even my birthday is coming up this week and I was thinking like I leave on Saturday for work and my birthday's on Monday. I don't know if I'll have time to do anything with my friends here, but that would be so sad if I like don't celebrate my birthday. So I'm just gonna like see if anyone wants to come over on Friday, even just for like a little happy hour before people like go out and do their own things. I'm making myself do that because even though it's kind of late in the week, I feel like you have to celebrate those kind of things. And I know people, we always try to push off celebrating our birthdays. Like it kind of feels like selfish and weird, but you should celebrate your birthday. So if you are also on the fence about having people over for your birthday or that's something that you tend to do, stop that. Even if it's like one or two friends, it's worth it. That's how you celebrate your life. I want to backpedal a little bit on something that is so on brand for this podcast is friendship anniversaries. I think that they're so important. We take so much time to celebrate our romantic anniversaries, but why not celebrate a friendship anniversary in the same way? Mm -hmm. Like if you, it might be hard to think back when maybe you met someone in the adult world, it might be easier because it's like, oh, I ran into this person at this thing or event and you can pin it down. High school, middle school friendship might might be a little harder, but if you can kind of come up together with a time when your friend friendship started, then you can either go like revisit that place that you went to, or you can have a sleepover or go for a bike ride, go for a picnic. But it's just cool to reflect on what that person has brought into your life and like write them a card and be like, I'm so glad I met you and you have helped me grow in these ways. And like, I love you. Yeah, I love that so much. And I know you've been talking about sleepovers a lot lately. And that's another great way to like celebrate and romanticize your life. Like at some point, hopefully never, but like at some point we're going to be too old to have sleepovers. Like everyone's going to be too busy and stuff. So you got to do it now. And they're so fun. And it's like those magic moments, like I mentioned earlier, of like chit-chatting until 3 a.m. It's like, that's why those are so special. So I I love that you have been highlighting those because it's so true. They're so fun. I agree. It's funny because I'm 27 and I still am like, let's have a sleepover. Like I'm 17 years old, but even Hillary slept over on Saturday night and I had to take her to her 5 a.m. flight and we stayed up talking until 2 o'clock in the morning. Why did Mm -hmm. we do that? I don't know, but it was a great time. And then you can just like snuggle on the couch like you're a kid again, like some popcorn. Mm -hmm. I made us chocolate cookies. No, because literally some of the best parts of vacation or traveling people is like the pillow talk at like 2 a.m. Like literally when I was with my friend Hannah, when she and I went on a trip in November, we had, it was like our first day there. We stayed up to like 2.30 a.m. just like talking and catching up. It's like, you don't have to go on vacation and do that. You could do that with a sleepover at home. That's so fun. Exactly. 
I love it. Well, any any other big celebratory advice? I think all in all, if you're trying to romanticize your life more or you don't know how, like I mentioned, my favorite ways to kind of, kind of document it visually for me is to take pictures. And for me, it can be film photography. For you, it can literally just be on your phone, taking pictures of things like the sky at sunset. Like that never gets old to me. Or just sunlight hitting in your house at different parts of the day. Like you don't even need to post this. I think it's just like being aware of it visually in your life and taking a picture of it if you want can just help you see the beauty in the world. And then I feel like for me, journaling has been such a good part of for me to in my life because I do the five minute journal every single morning and night and it asks you to be grateful for three things in the morning. And it says like, what were three great things that happened that day? And I feel like that just forces you to be in that perspective of like, wow, life is good. I got to wake up today. Like I am healthy. I can walk. Like I feel like journaling is a great way to get into that mindset too. Agreed. Because if you think that you kind of had a shit day or something, it forces you to be like, well, there was at least something positive that happened. There's something I can mm-hmm. be grateful for. And then you can go to bed or you can wake up with your whole day of a lens of like, there's there's good and bad. There's ebb and flow, but it helps you have that positive outlook. Um, my wrapping up thoughts around romanticizing, two things. One is just tapping into your senses. Like, lighting Palo Santo or candles for the smell. Notice just how the sun streams in and like those light prisms I was talking about or being more aware of hearing. Like you said, if we're on a walk, I also love to play a podcast while I'm on a walk, but sometimes it is nice to just listen to the world. When I was on a walk, I don't know when it was, sometime recent, but this man was just playing guitar on his front porch and I kind of like stopped and hid away from the house for a little bit and was just like Eve's listening, I guess. I was like, <laughs> this is so beautiful. And it was like sprinkling that day. And I could have missed that whole moment if I was just head down, scrolling or whatever. And don't get me wrong. We all love to scroll. Like I said, I was belly laughing over those TikToks, but just tapping into your different senses can help you notice the different layers that life offers. And lastly, just doing things for you. I feel like with the that girl trend on TikTok and there's the whole romanticizing trend, honestly, on social media, there is kind of a aesthetic that it has. And remember that there's not one way to romanticize and one way to be that girl. It's like, it's whatever or that guy. It's whatever that means for you. Like if you hate matcha and you hate yoga and you hate going for these walks that we always talk about, that's fine. But just figuring out what makes you really happy in your little days and what things that you can do, regardless of if they're trending on social media or what your family does or what your partner does, but figuring out what what makes your own soul sing because if you're just faking it you're going to be left feeling really empty still yeah and that defeats the purpose of finding the joy in everyday life and being happy with where you are yeah such good points perfect i think i've exhausted my words on the topic yeah well amazing we hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day get out there go romanticize your life go post a story on your hot girl walk listening to this podcast like that's romantic sweet and don't forget to wish kara happy birthday <laughs> on Monday, March 7th. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.